the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I invite guests to talk open and honestly about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm really excited to introduce this week's guest, Kat Horrocks, to talk about turning 30 and setting goals. But first, let me introduce Kat. Kat is 26, she's based in Manchester and runs her life and business coaching business. Kat works with women to help them put themselves first and achieve their goals so they can live their purpose without fear holding them back. She works one-on-one with clients and is also the founder of the Put Yourself First Sisterhood, a monthly group coaching membership for women invested in their personal growth and goals. Welcome to the podcast, Kat. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for agreeing to come on. And We were just having a a nice chat before this about uh, how there's a whole podcast world out there and how you've been really... uh, working in this for like three years now right you've got a podcast that's almost three years old yeah and coaching for almost four years now which is crazy to think about wow yeah I'm also just coming up to my four-year coaching uh, birthday so who knew we were the same age in coaches <laughs> yeah happy coaching anniversary <laughs> yeah. to us yeah definitely and I thought it would actually be really nice to start off the episode before we dig into goals and talking about everything goal related to just talk about being life coaches and I wanted to ask you because you're one of my youngest guests you are 26 and you've already been working as a coach for four years so could you maybe share a little bit about how you discovered life coaching and got into this field? Definitely so I started out as a makeup artist. I was out of college, just about to go to uni, (laughs) had my place and, you know, like conditional places, UCAS, all that stuff. If anyone's, you know, in the UK, I'm sure most people are in the UK and know what that is. (laughs) I was always on that like very academic route. Um, I was going to study English or journalism and I was going to get a cushy desk job and be happy quote unquote for the rest of my life and I just had this epiphany when I was doing my A-levels one day I decided I don't want to go to uni I want to work for myself and I almost don't even know where it came from but at the time I remember I was obsessed with like makeup and beauty blogging it was like the era of you know, people like Zoella and that kind of crew starting these YouTube videos. And I also discovered these professional makeup artists on YouTube who just inspired me so much. Like, I remember discovering a woman called Lisa Eldridge and just being like, wow, she does this as a career. How cool is that? (laughs) (laughs) She gets to do people's makeup as a career and people pay her for it. And to me, it was just like a fun little hobby that I used to spend all my spare time on after college. And so it was this mix of realising I was a bit of a rebel and didn't want to work for someone else and wanted to work for myself and having this creative passion and I just went for it. And I just remember going home and saying to my mum and dad, I don't want to go to uni. I want to go to the, I want to train to be a makeup artist. I want to go to this college, this like adult college instead and do this course. How, how, did, how did they take that? <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yeah, shock horror. <laughs> um, because I'm sure many people can relate being from a family 
of like you know some people come from a family of like academics that sounds really poncy to say but that's always been the case in my family it's like you go to uni you get a really good degree you go to a really good uni you get a really good job you get promotions you work your way up that kind of yeah you're, you're on the path you're on the fixed path and you can see exactly how life is supposed to go and these are the rules that you have to live by yeah and it's like you go to uni and that means that you'll get a good job that means that you'll be comfortable that means that you'll be happy basically doing something you're interested in and for me it was like challenging challenging that um dynamic and that like one way of being which I know for like our generation and definitely the generations that come after us we are starting to question that like singular linear path yeah Definitely. So yeah, they didn't take it very well, <laughs> but eventually they came around and they were soup ended up being like now they're so so supportive of my business and they're so fascinated by it and they love asking me questions about what it's like running a business, what I'm up to, all of that kind of stuff. Um and I do find that like the people who were perhaps most worried about their judgment, nine times out of ten, they're probably just curious to know more and there's like that you know like we were saying shortly before like some people just don't know what it means to run a business or they don't know what coaching is and they're curious to learn more and not necessarily judging you and thinking what the hell are they doing (laughs) yeah I love that you said that because I think that's something that I actually had to work through myself because I remember in the past people asking me about my decision to go freelance people who were in in jobs that were very secure jobs, you know, lawyers, accountants, all those, you know, from that world. And I remember being like, they're judging me. And actually what I realised over time is that 99% of the time it's just curiosity. It's not judgment. It's just people genuinely intrigued to know what it's like to be the rebel. Like you said, I love that you called yourself a rebel because, you know, in, in our millennial area of growing up, it really is rebellious to not go to university and to not, you know, live that, uh like set out path but it's easy to feel judged but most of the time it really is people just wanting to understand more and wanting to be educated and like you said feeling curious so I really like that definitely and something I look back on now and talk about a lot with clients who might be in that place where they're not sure what the next step is or they have this dream or they have this goal and they're scared to go for it I really look back and connect that decision to my gut instinct and it was like it was this feeling inside of me that was pulled I felt like I was being pulled by an invisible string towards something even though I was terrified even though everyone else around me was like what the hell are you doing (laughs) even though I was yeah I was questioning myself um I just had to do it and I think you know for some people that is going to uni for some people that is quitting like living a nomad lifestyle and traveling around the world (laughs) for some people that is starting a business but what I always encourage people to get in touch with is that intuition because in my experience and 
speaking to so many women that I coach, when you listen to that, it won't steer you wrong. Yeah. And even if it's not quite the path you may maybe set out to do, it will st- end up steering you in the right direction further down the line and you'll have learned so much from the stuff that didn't work out as well. Yeah, I completely, completely agree with you. And actually what I think is so interesting is that you had this gut instinct and this ability to follow your intuition from such a young age because I definitely also got pulled into the self-development world and pulled to help people and become a coach. But that was really in the run-up to my 30th birthday. That was, you know, from when I was 29 onwards. Even though I studied psychology at university, I always had that background. I didn't really listen to myself or become... In, in touch with what I really wanted till later. So I think it's really interesting to understand how you were so in line with what you wanted from such a, a young age at the point, you know, in the UK it's 18 when you would go to university and you already started to to understand that you didn't want to do that. And I think uh, I wanted to ask, so you decided not to go, you went to the college, the adult college to do the makeup artist course. You got your parents on board, you followed your intuition and how did that then translate into becoming a coach? Like at which point did you discover coaching? Yeah, so that's a really great question because that kind of piggybacks off what I've just said about, you know, sometimes it following your purpose and that gut instinct means that you end up changing direction anyway and that's okay. I think that's such an important thing that we miss out of conversations around excuse me around finding your purpose and following your gut and finding your career path that that is right for you because it can and it probably will change and that's okay so I built my makeup artist business to like a decent a decent client base I wasn't you know I wasn't the best in my area I wasn't charging the most you know I wasn't like winning awards or like the most prestigious bridal makeup artist I ended up specializing and focusing on weddings and I loved it it was so rewarding it was so it was so fulfilling to work with women on their wedding day and it was just a really fun job but as anyone who works in the wedding industry will know it's not for the faint-hearted it's not an industry for someone who's like one foot out of the door which I felt like I got to that point which I'll explain in a minute but with the wedding industry it's it's full-on it takes up like it's your life it's your whole life (laughs) and you know if you're a wedding photographer you'll know that if you you know or another service provider in weddings like it's planning you know planning the the whole week leading up to the weekend of weddings and then obviously 12 plus hour days and so I knew that I loved it and at the same time I also knew that I reached a point where I could either carry on and be the best and so you know raise my prices continue to develop really go all in or shift and focus on something else and again it was that like pull in that other direction and during this time obviously starting a business at what what age would it have been like I would have been like 19 20 which is great like you say crazy young um 
I didn't know how to start a business. So I had to teach myself what it meant to market yourself, what it meant to, you know, do your own taxes and all of that kind of stuff. So I developed this passion and real interest in the business side of it and the marketing. And I also developed my own personal growth and mindset work alongside it because starting a business will throw up all of your downfalls you know if you struggle with your confidence and you're starting a business especially a service business where you're going into someone's house you've got to work on that confidence otherwise you're not going to be able to do it so I'd become you know, I'd become obsessed with the podcasting world and self-help books and people like Tony Robbins and Marie Forleo and like the big players in business and self-development. And so that was like a an accumulation of all these different parts coming together at this point where I knew I wanted to do something different. I didn't know what that was, but I had all of these transferable skills and tools in my toolkit so I hired a coach myself and I remember being so terrified (laughs) I think at the time it was a grand and that was from my savings and I remember thinking that that felt like a million pounds (laughs) being like so scared to hire this coach and when I worked with her I basically said in that first session, I want to start a business online. I have all of these interests. I've done all this stuff. I need you to help me figure out what that looks like. So we did like a deep dive into things that I work on now with clients, like what I what I valued and what was important to me, where I saw myself in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and we landed on coaching and it's so funny because hiring a coach I hadn't even factored that in as a an option I was like oh no that's someone else helping me figure something else out and through all of this work we did together she was like do you know you'd make a great coach (laughs) do you know like you've got all of this experience working one-to-one with people holding space um you're passionate about business, you're passionate about personal development and you're passionate about helping women. Did you know, like, I'm just putting it out there, like, this is an option for you? And it was like a light bulb moment and there was no turning back from there. Wow. I know I love this story so much is that when you just said that that £1,000 felt like a million pounds that you invested, I think so many people want to invest in themselves but they're really really scared because it's like that's a huge amount of money it usually comes from savings or on a credit card you know it's just such a terrifying moment and I've been there when you have to just stump up the cash and and just go all in but that thousand pound investment was probably in the end going to be worth a million pounds because you got your whole career out of it and I think that that's the lesson I always want to tell 
my potential new clients who are like umming and ahhing about the investment that you're not just investing in these next three months you're actually investing in the whole life ahead of what's going to happen once you start putting time in yourself and that's a really great example of how you invested that money it felt like such a lot and what a crazy result came out of it you found a whole new career exactly yeah and I still you know I still mention her like it for anyone curious it was Jen Carrington um I still follow her I still check in with her I still support her because whilst you know I'm now on my own journey working with my own clients I still credit that six months that we spent together like you say with all of this growth you know even though I've obviously invested in a ton of (laughs) probably a thousands and thousands more since I still look back and think wow that was the that was the beginning of it all for me yeah and you have to start somewhere so I when I have you know uh consults I call them initial consults with my new clients it's part of the process is educating of what life coaching can bring and it's not just the investment in that six months like you said it's the investment for the whole foreseeable future and amazing that you're still in touch with her and I don't know if you have this as well but I have that with most of my clients like we're still in touch we're I'm their cheerleader from the side like pep talking all the time and even when they graduate from my program I am always there kind of seeing what they're doing and they're always supporting me so that's a really nice example that you also have that with your with your coach did you say she's called uh, Jen Jen Carrington yeah really nice example amazing I think that we should move on and talk more about goal setting because we could probably spend the whole time talking about life coaching as life coaches there's never ever uh you know topics to run out of when it comes to talking about coaching itself but let's talk about goal setting and you run a a business based around goal setting because you have your one-on-one coaching uh, with your one-on-one clients and you also have a amazing community of women that you've built and you really do that work with them to help set goals. So firstly, I want to ask a really basic question. Why is setting goals so important? So this answer has evolved for me a lot in the past few years. I think a few when I started, I would have said, you know, it's important to set goals because it keeps you motivated. It gives you something to get out of bed for, all of that kind of very you know very motivational speaker kind of stuff and that is great and all that stuff is is great you know we all are that cliche on the first of january where we're like oh my god 20 you know think about how 2020 has been everyone in 2021 is going to be like right this year this year is gonna be my year okay (laughs) and we all do it every year And that is amazing. And I am never one to put people down for that. But that is surface level and it's short-lived because motivation is, is like a finite resource, isn't it? It's not something that you just get and then you've got it and it's with you for life. And so it's about going deeper into the reasoning behind why you're setting the goals that's the stuff that keeps you going so I think setting goals is so important because it allows us to have tangible things to be working towards 
that align with what we want our life to look like, how we want our life to feel, you know, things like what, where do you want to be in 10 years? And even if you don't know the answer to that, okay, well, how do you want to feel in 10 years about your life? You know, do you want to feel, what are your values? Do you want to, do you value freedom? Do you value time? Do you value your family? Do you value, you know, what's most important to you? Because getting clear on that and starting to backtrack from that and like reverse engineer that, I say, is really great because what you have now is not just this fluffy idea of, oh, well, one day I want to do this or, oh, well, eventually I'd love to be able to do this. No, like what you, let's work towards something in the next year that's going to be a big milestone towards that bigger picture. And so many people don't give themselves the time to do that nitty gritty, detailed work of goal setting and then end up frustrated or disappointed or feeling like, well, you know, that either that's not available to me or I'm just going to put that big dream to the side and think, okay, well, one day it'll happen and not actually you thinking, you know, what's one small step I could take towards it today? So goal setting is great because it closes that gap between what we go to bed dreaming about every night. You know, what we, when we're on holiday on a beach, sipping a cocktail, maybe not in 2020, but in recent years when we've been on, when you last, when you went on your last holiday, say, those <laughs> like sunset chats you have with your family or with your friends you're on holiday with and you just dream and you just say oh I would love to be able to do this so all that stuff is possible with goal setting it's just a case of breaking it down and looking at where you are now and where you want to be it's like from point a to point b what's going to get you there and you do all of the work in the middle to help to help a client get there exactly yeah and I wanted to ask do you ever work with clients who come to you and say okay Kat I know I want to change I know I want my life to look different but I'm feeling stuck and I don't know what my goals are or do you usually work with clients who already have those dreams like you said and already know the results they want to to achieve with you so the the thing with goals is if you know if you know what you want I can help you get there so and and you can help yourself get there because I'm training in NLP at the moment and I'm not sure if you've like come across NLP I'm sure many people listening will have um I'm not sure if you've done any work in it but it's so interesting to learn more about the subconscious mind and how it works as it relates to this whole personal growth world and you know it really has put two and two together for a lot of things for me including goal setting so your subconscious mind needs specifics it needs something specific to go to work on so let's say you you know you can be specific about a goal you're then going to be much more likely to be able to take action or for your subconscious mind 
to even pick up on random opportunities or synchronicities that crop up that if you hadn't decide made that decision you might not have seen so that being said I do help clients get to that point where they just know what that is and what that could look like for them and I think a lot of that work involves mindset and self-awareness so most people have never sat down and been asked that question that I asked before you know how do you want your life to look how do you want your life to feel what are your values all that kind of bigger picture stuff can really help when you're stuck in the here and now because it gets you out of your present moment and into that possibility so that can take you know that can take some time to explore and it's not something that people should be rushing or putting pressure on themselves with um as well as the mindset work because let's face it so often we do actually know what we want we're just not com- we're just not confident in ourselves that it's possible or sometimes we don't even want to say it out loud to someone else because we're terrified so it's kind of two-pronged if someone doesn't know yeah. what the goal is no I love that and the talking about the subconscious and also like you said that most people who say I don't know I always call it in my coaching they're stuck in the I don't know usually do know but like you said it's a confidence issue it's just being too scared to admit even to themselves but also to other people what they really want so I think that's really really important for anybody who's listening who feels like okay, like Emma and Kat are talking about setting goals, but I'm not even sure what I want to do right now, to know that you can get in touch with yourself more. And a really great way to start, just like you said, is to start asking yourself questions. Like really powerful questions can get very powerful answers. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll find as well, you'll ask a client one of those powerful questions and at the start of the call or the the start of your time together, they'll be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I'm going. And then you'll ask them one of those questions and they're like, well, I'd love to do this. And and it all just comes pouring out. (laughs) Exactly. And I always say, that's funny that you just said you don't know because you've just given me a pretty clear breakdown of exactly what you want and exactly what you need to do to get there. And then they're like, oh yeah, turns out I do know. You're completely, completely spot on. And so great. So that's the first practical tip that we're sharing of how to start setting new goals is to ask big questions or be asked questions by someone else. But can you maybe give a few other practical tips for somebody who really is new to this self-development world and wants to start growing and seeing some changes and knows that you know we've convinced you all now that goal setting is important so what are the first steps to take in order to set new goals yeah so I would say ask yourself you know when is this episode coming out uh in the next weeks either next week or the week after oh so let's say for the rest of this year you know, by the end of 2020, New Year's Eve, what, where do you want to be? You know, what do you want to have changed? And getting clear on that, kind of more short term, but in a few months time. Um, I work on 90 day goal, like cycles and quarterly goals with clients, because I feel like it can be a good entryway for someone who can't see five years into the future but can see three months into the future. You know, they can see maybe 
you know, times are uncertain, but there will be something you can work on that's within your control right now. So maybe you want to finish the Couch to 5K app, or maybe you want to um, make 10 minutes for yourself every day for meditation. You know, it could be something small, or of course it could be something big. Like if you are applying for a new job or you are starting a business, amazing. So pick, you know, a, a few things that you want to have achieved by the end of this year. And then what I always say is talk, like explain to me like I'm a five-year-old how you would <laughs> do that. So don't like, don't miss any details out. Every single step along the way, what do I need to do to achieve, to complete the Couch to 5K app? Okay, so I need to download the app. <laughs> Sounds obvious, but yeah, download the app. I need to, okay, so look at the plan. There's three runs a week. Okay, so that's my target. Well, how am I going to make sure I do those runs? Do I need to set out my workout clothes the night before? Do I need to put them in my calendar? Do I need to tell my fella that I'm going doing them so he'll be checking in on me and keeping me accountable? You know, there are there are steps, small steps along the way that are going to help you get to that end goal. It's taking an hour or so out for yourself and allowing yourself to work backwards in that way and then it's a case of doing it (laughs) so that's where things like accountability and coaching and checking in on yourself can come in I really recommend journaling um I am a pen and paper person so I feel like writing out checking in my with my goals every week if possible but definitely every month just checking in with where you're at, noting down what progress you've made, which is so, so important and something we miss out because we're always on to the next thing. You know, how far have you come? How far have you got to go? And what do you need to focus on next week, next month to make that happen? So it's way more simple than people think or people make it to be because it becomes this like, monster thing or like a cloud over your head like oh goal setting oh I really wanted to do this and I've given up on it but it should work for you and it should fit in with your lifestyle you know it should be something fun it should be something you enjoy for me it's like my Friday afternoon thing that I put my tunes on I have my check-in I plan my next week and then I go and enjoy my weekend and switch off. It's not something that's hanging over my head every day. And I think if you can build in those small habits and routines with it, with your goals like that example, and with the process of checking in with yourself as well, and it doesn't have to be journaling. Um, I recommend journaling, but you could have an accountability chat with your coach or you could call a friend on a Friday and both check in with your goals you know if you're more if you're someone who maybe needs to say it out loud instead of writing it down find what works for you can be a bit of trial and error but yeah that is like some super simple tips that I think will get some get you some quick wins before the end of the year because how cool that it's not the end of 2020 yet and so you get to decide what you want to focus on and what you want to give your energy to in the next couple months 
Yeah. yeah, it's something I just spoke about in the first of this two-part series on goal setting is that 2020 is actually the perfect year to start setting goals because of the uncertainty. So I feel like people have actually been so shocked and I guess kind of smacked in the face with this whole uncertainty of what the world's going to look like or what it looks like now and new routines and new lifestyles and everything. And I think that it's just an opportunity to say, well, even though every, everyone's gone crazy and it's a bit of a shit show the one thing that I can actually control is my goals and what I can do and I found that for me anyway just bringing that back and kind of not looking at everything going on around me and saying right what can I control now what can I do what goals can I set and you're right like the last we're in the last three months the run-up to 2021 everyone can be asking themselves now what things what goals can I set what results can I achieve to finish off this shit show of a year <laughs> in a really positive way and I love that you use the example of couch to 5k because I just started it last week and I've never run before so and I really did all those steps that you just said so thank you for bringing that up and uh, reminding me and now I can inform everyone that I'm attempting to run at the age of 33 years old having never run before <laughs> love it like I I'm not a runner and I know so many of like the sisterhood members, for example, are doing that app. I think it's such a great time, like you say, to focus on goals and particularly like your own well-being. You know, now is the time to be prioritizing your mental health and your physical health, isn't it? So yeah, it's such such a good time to have a fitness goal like that, definitely. Yeah. And you you mentioned accountability, and I think that's so important. I think when I think of goal setting, I think of making decisions, I think of taking action, think of mindset shift, I think of building confidence, getting out of comfort zone. And what do I think is one of the key things doing that is, like you said, accountability. Do you find that the more accountability that people have, the quicker they reach their goals? So everyone is different. Um, I, for example, I'm a bit of a lone wolf and I've only just come around to the power of things like group coaching, you know, I've only joined other group coaching this year and obviously started my own as well. Um, but I think for many, many people, accountability is often the number one thing that is going to be, it's going to make the difference between them doing it or not doing it. And that's a shame because I would love everyone to just be like, well, I'm doing this for me and I'm just going to go and do it like, because I want to do it for myself. And that's not realistic. You know, many of us have so much going on. We need that checking point from someone else, a coach, a friend, a group, a family member, anyone to just be like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to check in with you or check in with me, you know, ask, ask me if I've done it, ask me if I've gone and um, we'll chat more in a week's time or I'll message you when I've done it. And it can be as simple as that, but there is that, it's like that primal, primal instinct, isn't it? To be part of, part of the, part of the tribe, part of the community um, we don't want to let other people down. We want to lean on other people for support. And so if you're that kind of person who's not going to do it unless you're accountable, then 
you can set that up for yourself and set yourself up for success in that way. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you mentioned community. I think it's so important, especially most of my listeners uh, with you know, the Turning 30 community and feeling really different to some of our peers. And then we find this community of people who all want the same thing or who are going through something similar. And like you said, it's that primal kind of our brain wants to be around people who are reaching this or trying to reach the same goals and have the same values so so important and I love the fact that you've created your your own community with a sisterhood and actually I think that it's not really a question it's 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 a request the final thing before we finish the podcast is if you can just uh, talk a little bit about your sisterhood and explain what kind of goal setting you do in it and the community that you're that you're building Thank you so much, that's really kind. So the Put Yourself First Sisterhood was born in June of this year because I had been doing group coaching and I noticed so many of the girls wanted to carry on the group and yet, you know, it wouldn't be sustainable or affordable for them to do that. And I was like, why does it have to be a specific set time why can't it just carry on and people can join indefinitely and you know cancel or leave when they need to but if they're with if they want to stay with us for a year two years whatever they can do that so the sisterhood was born from that feedback and it's a group it's like a it's 50 percent of a membership community, 50% group coaching. And um, I've really tried to blend that because I felt like so many of the memberships that I joined in the past were great. You know, there were resources, there was good content, but there wasn't that element of accountability um, and there wasn't that structure that was like taking everyone along on the same journey, whatever they're working on. So my intention with it is each month we have a theme on personal growth and mindset and you can apply it to your life and circumstances, whatever you're working on, whatever situation you're in. So we have women of all ages, women of all backgrounds, women who work for themselves, women who run their own business, women who aren't working at the moment and everyone has their own goals and yet everyone can benefit from working on the mindset or growing their confidence or looking at their inner critic or talking about their money mindset you know these are themes that are going to benefit everyone and so it's this structure and group coaching accountability and coaching tools from me alongside this incredible group of women who are just like-minded so positive, so driven in their own lives and so ready to support you and to support other women, which is just incredible. Like, it's such a privilege to... to <laughs> I almost said to be a part of it. I feel like <laughs> I am it. a part of it. I'm, like, a sister. as I'm a member as well. I'm benefiting yeah. from it as well. It's just so nice to bring... I always say it's like magic when you bring women together... I'm sure you've experienced this too. When you bring a group of women together, like actual magic happens. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they'll 
they'll all start like feeling way more confident or they'll all start getting like random opportunities in their life and they're like oh my god what is happening and they're all celebrating each other and it's just like the only way is up and even when there are hard times it's also that place for them to go and be vulnerable and share and celebrate their own like healing and their own journey through that as well yeah wow it sounds really amazing and so inspiring that you started it and just about the last thing you said is that I feel like anybody who puts money on themselves and invests in themselves whether it's a group coaching program or a membership or one-on-one coaching or you know anything even buying your first personal development book you just opening that new world of energy and you'll see the opportunities coming like I love what you just said the only way is up because really is once you start working on yourself only good things can happen and I think it's just such a really great message to leave the episode on and I really want to thank you for joining me today and talking about goal setting and lastly can you just tell the listeners where they can find more information about you of course thank you so first of all I'm sure and everyone listening is a fellow podcast junkie so I would say the first place to go in your app right now after you've listened to this <laughs> is um, my podcast, Put Yourself First. So it's in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whichever app you're in right now. Um, that is my podcast where I have conversations with inspiring badass women in business, in well-being, in all sorts of areas. And we just have a fantastic discussion on their story and and what they, you know, the insights and expertise they have to share. And then I am on Instagram, hanging out most days at cat underscore horrocks. And you can find all the info on me, working with me, one-to-one, sisterhood, all that stuff on my website, cathorrocks.com, which is also due to have a little makeover in the next few months, so. Is that your goal for 2021? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) amazing love it amazing well thanks so much Kat and thank you everyone for listening and I'll put the information in the show notes and as always you can find me at turning 30 coach on Instagram and I'll see you all next week